<laughs> As you were. <laughs> there we go. I believe it's the 26th of stinking September 2020. Morning of overcast. Like we got some rain throughout the night. Not too crazy. As I pull out of my neighborhood, you can see the sun steadily rising into the horizon. This Peter seems to be in a big hurry. Moving a little slow this morning, Saturday morning. After a long week, uh, I'm heading to the DDIP reunion. So DDIP, Dr. Drill Instructor Program. I would be Dr. Drill, Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. So yeah, I'm heading out there. I haven't seen these folks in at least a year. Many of them more than that. So, uh, we're going to meet out at Spring Mountain and do a little bit of a walk, hike, maybe a shuffle back, whatever people want to do. Uh, the pandemic has pretty much halted a lot of group fitness training. Gyms have been closed and instructors have been reluctant. And, and of course, this was, a, this was my big part of my livelihood for many years, well more than a decade, my job description was to take people out on early mornings like this and run them up hills and cross creeks and hop on hay bales, lift kettlebells and do all kinds of creative, use your body kind of training DDIP good for you and good for me so a couple of my senior uh, members of the program my friend Falouse she's uh, like so many she's a freaking staunch advocate and of the program and the people and we got some of our folks who are getting up there they're in their 60s working on their 70s we got a guy that's supposed to be there this morning that he is like in his well into his 80s and he's had he's a walker and to train and he wore walking sticks like hiking sticks he's an incredible man but uh time is catching up to him, unfortunately, and so a nice leisurely walk along the Perkyoman Trail is what we're doing, walk, hike, maybe we'll get together and get in some kind of formation on the way back. You know, I'm as I 
complain to you guys after a long week. That was my thing. I would get up. I'd be getting up three days a week at least uh, at the height of it. Three days and maybe two nights. Uh, so training five days a week and being in my office. And it was a lot. But the thing is, DDIP always gave me fuel, gave me energy. I'd sleep well at night, but I, let me tell you, I, I, I was satisfied. I was primed for action. I felt good. I felt good about the world. I felt good about what I was doing with my body and mind. So for many years, DDIP was like a, a tonic that I would regularly sip from or guzzle from. I've often thought, thought the closest thing to the fountain of youth that existed because it was <clears throat> it was about hard work and physical training friendship fellowship, teamwork we talk about all these different themes of basically what myself or the Marine Corps thought were the important things of life, you know, philosophies. We talk about all these things, you know, being gritty and if it ain't raining, we ain't training. <clears throat> like most people on inclement day, like today, the last thing they would want to do is drive over to the ski resort, a local ski resort, and start huffing and puffing, running up hills and shit, but we loved that, we did that for many years, and it was one, I, I did it <clears throat> for many years beyond, which I probably should have, <laughs> or been able to, not, not for lack of physical or whatever, but just like, holy shit, but you know, then my kids started growing up, and took teaching jobs, and office been busy, and dog ate my homework, a million other, and it, the, the program was also coming to a natural conclusion, you know, everything's got a beginning and an end, and there's a lot about the, those, uh, the course of, of anything, that we can't do anything about it, it's like an itch we can't scratch, it's, it's, it's just the way it goes, things have a natural head of steam, once it gets going, gets some momentum, any pastime, any um, job, any mindset, can't always be go, 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 so anyway, it's, uh, I did that for 15 years, more than 15 fucking years, we did it, so there's some tremendous people, hopefully we're going to see more than a few out here, and we will uh, reminisce a little bit, and talk and walk, and socially distance, and sing a little tune on the way back, one of our buddies, a local guy to Spring Mountain, Smythe, great fucking guy, he's out there doing a, <coughs> uh, he's out there doing a fucking, and Jim Thorpe doing a half marathon today, which I actually think it's a beautiful day, 
to be out for on a run because it's cool, especially for a big guy like me. Make sure you got some ventilation, some something to wick away the all the heat that you generate. <coughs> so he'll do good luck to you, Smythe. You're a freaking great dude. So that's what I'm doing on this Saturday morning. Received an email a few weeks ago, or Facebook message that said, hey, people want to talk about getting together, maybe doing a nice walk this fall. What do you think about these dates? And I said, all right, let's do it. Figure I had to pull the trigger on it. Can't keep as much as you could always see. You could always find a, a, a reason why not to. Oh, got a football game. Oh, tired. You know, <clears throat> so this is something that I certainly want to do. It's not going to be uh, overly uh, exertional sort of scenario. I'm going to relax for, or hike for a few miles, get some fresh air on a beautiful, uh, chilly morning here, and see some friends. And go home. <clears throat> it was posted on the Scuttlebutt, our dedicated Facebook page for this purpose, and somebody came out, we're all excited about getting together, and somebody came out with, well, what about social distancing, what about, and look, when I go on hikes, I typically don't have a mask on me, I'm not around other people, but when you're around, if we get even 15 or 20 people out here, you can't have everybody hugging and kibitzing and all that shit, you got to we had to socially distance. So we got a guy who's in his 80s, as I said. People in their 70s, people who, if they caught the coronavirus, uh, that could be the end of them. So we got to be safe, do the right things. <clears throat> so here I go, turning on to uh, Shelley Road. couple miles out. <laughs> um, I, I went to wake up Sam this morning. He said he wanted to come and then we would go to get a some sort of breakfast sandwich prior or afterward. And I was like, okay, he'd be nice. And I'm sure they'd be happy to see Sam when he was a little boy that he used to come out and run around the fields with us and train with us a little bit. Well, yeah, again. Overcast morning. Going to his room. I don't feel like begging anybody. I'm jostling a little bit, hoping he's going to come too. He, he just wasn't having it. Made my coffee, came back a couple minutes later and said, Hey, bro, we got to go. And I gave him a choice. That's where I fucked up. He said, You going to come? He said, I was going to, but I'm too tired. Yeah, I had a little bit of mercy on the boy. <laughs> it's interesting now when I when as I was sipping my coffee in the minutes after I had that experience. You know, I, I turned his fan back on. I closed the door. Sleep, young man. You know. But uh, you 
made me think of my time in the Marine Corps where, you know, you sign up and for the next four years, basically, you don't, you don't determine any of this shit, your sleep patterns or whether you can get up or not. You just have to, you know? So I could have been a, a, a dickhead dad and said, all right, let's just, you know, get up. Fuck out of the rack. You said you're going to do it. Now do it. You know what I mean? Which probably would have been good for him and good for me. He would have been fine out here. He would probably would have enjoyed himself. But, uh, whatever. And then Momi looked at me too. She said, Daddy, you take me out here? Eh, I certainly could have, but I guess part of me wants to just do it alone, you know? In and out. faster on my own. The kids and the family shared quite a bit of DDIP with me over the years, coming out to events whenever they could, and Mandy was fortunate enough to allow me to follow my dream, so it was a great thing. So we're getting close now. Put this on pause as I head over to the uh, lower lot. We're meeting at the lower lot, Spring Mountain. Get a little hike going. Whatever, man. Whatever they want to do. There's a crew that want to get a break out into an old school DDIP calisthenic regimen or a fartlek or something. I can do it. Lucky it was yesterday, you know. So. I'll pick this right back up in a bit. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Well, that was a breath of fresh air. Literally and figuratively. The little shuffle we went on on a, a rainy Saturday morning in Spring Map, Pennsylvania. 26th of fucking, or the 27th of fucking September 2020 during the coronavirus pandemic we ran down a trail, masked stopped, did some workouts had some laughs told some stories, reminisced talked to a friend who was a nurse in an oncology ward. She's been, she's got uh, her version of the events over the past several months. Talked to a friend who is 83 years old. Started training with us when he was 73. And we called him the old 76er, but he wasn't 76 yet. Guy is a friggin' machine. I described him as a Terminator. Remember the Terminator in part one where uh, <clears throat> Terminator subdues friggin' Sarah and John Connor. Or Sarah and, and Sarah Connor and Reese, whatever the fuck. And then they finally kill him somehow. They blow him up and they put him in hydraulic presses and they immerse him in molten steel and 
so on and so forth. They do all of that. And then the Terminator is just this pile of electronic waste with one little LED glowing red in the eye that is still intact. No skin. Just a fucking torso and mangled body of a robot dragging itself. That is that is Sam Swanson, man. This guy is still a practicing lawyer as far as I know. He's had 80 fucking threes, had some health concerns. And here I have the audacity or anybody that anybody with uh, you know four more decades to live would complain about anything, the mundane or whatever. Hey, it's alright, but I'm just saying this guy is a breath of fresh air. He's guys as close to the fountain of youth that I know of. He's there on a nasty ass morning in September. It's cold. It's wet. And there's Sam out there strolling along, telling stories about how he first found us on Gwyn- on the campus of Gwynedd Mercy College. And he came out and we were in a low plank position in a, a low hum of Cadence Calling. One, two, three, one. A one, two, three. What? A one, two, three, three. <clears throat> all the adventures and all the cadence calls and all the terrain and all the venues and all the people, mostly the people, made for a tremendous experience over 15, 20 years. For 20 years, I was in fitness. The fitness industry, quote-unquote. The half-shirt-wearing, fake-tan, fucking supplement-taking motherfuckers. Gym rats. Want to lose weight, want to look better naked sort of crew. DDIP fell in the fl- flew in the face of that. It was a direct assault mission on the fucking status quo of fitness and health. I just stood among maybe 20 people who gathered on a rainy Saturday morning to take a hike, a little workout together. We did a little calisthenics, stopped on, stopped on a bridge, took in the view of the Perkiomen Creek. And the first of the color changes. Add some cider and donuts. saw Bruno and Sam and Hans Surrey and Edouard Delacroix Mo Grimes Reaper Falouse 
myrrh, crown of thorns. Paintbrush, Private Benjamin, Little Nick, Jelly, just tremendous to be out there, man. Can't say enough of that. I'll tell you what, I <clears throat> the first the first time I think I quit DDIP. It was just time to hang up my hat or whatever it fucking was, which it, it was. I mean, I sometimes you second guess the decisions you make, right? You second guess your decisions. Second guess yourself. And I wonder, should I still be doing DDIP? When I come out and I do a, a little morning program like this and I see the enthusiasm and I see what we, what we once had, uh, I mean, I never took it for granted. But I did feel like, you know, my best days were behind me sort of thing. In terms of just the, was there a market for something like this? All right, shut up. Was there a market for Dr. Drill Instructor Program? And after a while, you see some people come and go and those heydays of of, you know, large platoons and multiple venues, all that kind of receded a little bit, and then we had some good crews and some people who would still be training right now, they'd still be part of the program. But it was important for me to step away, to... You know, nothing is forever, and it was just there's a time for everything. To everything, dun, dun, dun. there is a season. Dun, dun, dun. But you know, when I go out and do a little program like this and reminisce, a little reunion with my friends, I see what we had and, and what and, and the benefits that it's, it can still uh, provide for us, for the community. You know, we've got. <clears throat> with this fucking up, fucked up pandemic, it's separating people, right? It's it's cooping us up in our homes as well. So people aren't getting exercise. They're not feeling good about the world. They're um, wary of other people. And it's dangerous. It's a dangerous time right now. Even if you're not infected specifically with with the virus you're you're being tweaked you're being fucked with you're being taken off your rhythm out of your routine and there's so many different impacts from this and it'll be studied for fucking ever the impact that that this particular period had on us so when I see the people that I've shared these many adventures with and the fellowship and the, the hard work and the willingness to go out there and, and, and use their bodies and and sing a little tune. We called Cadence today for quite a, a couple times. We did a little stop and did some exercises. I can do all that shit still, man. I can I can do all of it. I can pick up, put on my my PT gear in the morning and 
show up at 5 a.m. and and lead a class, uh, a good class, a varied class, a motivating class, lead a fitness course. But being kind of an artistic guy, I felt after a while that I had, you know, like, after a while, after 15 years, I decided that it was kind of time for me to to try a different medium is all, you know, move to a different stage of my life, uh, be more present around the house, shift gears a little bit, uh, all that physical effort. And as varied as we, as we conducted it, it's still um, it can beat you up. You know, it can it can it can help you, but it can hurt you too. If you do it for too long, and so there are some people out there who are 60, 70, 80 years old that I've trained with over the past couple decades. And at 45, shit. I mean, I can see most people at midlife at 45, <clears throat> they're not in good enough shape, nor can they spare, do they think they have the time or you know, the, the gumption to, to commit to something as serious as a, a program as DDIP. So it's an interesting study, and I'm so glad that I got up this morning and I saw some people. I haven't seen in a while. We reminisced and we felt it. There's a there's a sense that you know we are uh, we are a special a special organization, and we're forever connected through this. And so I think this morning made a lot of people feel good, remembering what we what we had in DDIP. <laughs> And most importantly, in one another. There's some outstanding human beings in that program that I need, we need to reconnect with. I mean, there could have, there was maybe 20, 25 people out there. There could have been, hundred and fifty people standing out there today. Technically, you know what I mean. Because these are all the folks that have gone through the program. Hundreds of people. 500 people out there. Anyway, I'm glad we didn't have that. But you're not supposed to congregate in groups of more than 20 or something like that, right? Here we anywhere. We're out there running down the friggin' trail, stopping, doing some training. We got our masks on. It's, it is a little bit harder to breathe when you're training, exercising in your mask. <laughs> We're talking. We had some nice conversation toward the end. So, what a great thing. It was a great morning. Started it nice. Started it well. And now I'm going to go for, again, have some breakfast and chill out, get some things done around the house. I think I'm going to start playing the lottery. We talked about that last night at the dinner table. Had a nice meal and some good conversation start playing the lottery, you know, we need to, uh, standard fucking conversation, what would you do if you won the lottery, what would you do, and uh, 
and various versions of sell the house, but Sam wants to put a man cave in the basement. Um, and with Xbox, bring the Xbox up in the room, up in his room, and so on and so forth. I said, you know, we'll sell the house, we'll fucking buy some land and build our a dream house, which is going to be a sprawling ranch with a pool in the backyard and a little meditation area and a, a pole barn to carve wood in. And some bunch of dogs, animals, maybe some goats. Get a nice vacation going. We got everything you need, though. You know, we got our, we got love, we got family, we've got. Good jobs, healthy family. Well, we're going to start playing the fucking lottery. I'm going to segue into a little bit of uh, a show review. Holy shit, man. Last night we watched this show. So I was was bantering on the other day, right, about the show called... um, The World's Toughest Race, the Eco Challenge, and that was good. We watched that whole friggin' thing, that whole season anyway. I bet they're going to do that every year or a couple times a year. (laughs) Um, Oh, so I watched this movie last night. It's fucking... It's called Dude... You're screwed. So these former spec ops guys from different branches got a SEAL, you got a friggin' Army Ranger, you got a Pathfinder, you got a Royal Air Force guy. And you got a Delta Delta team guy. They kidnap each other. So the one guy is like, he teaches survival school, and he's a Brit, teaches survival school for the U.S., or for the British military, and so he's, they, they, the skit is that he comes, because obviously it was, it was a setup to some degree, he comes in to deliver a lecture to this group, and the guys, they friggin', they're outside surveilling him. He starts to deliver his speech, and the guys walk in the room, and they capture him. He takes off, sprays a one guy in the face with a fire extinguisher. They they hit him with different types of friggin' pepper bombs and uh, other shit, like this this net where you shoot the fucking the gun shoots out, and the net comes out and tangles the dude up, and then they attack they tackle him to the ground, put him in an ambulance get him on a plane and fly him to Alaska. They put him on a mountaintop via helicopter in Alaska. He's got 100 hours to find civilization. So he walks out of civilization. Sleep, they got to survive, they make cool things. So you're really testing these guys who are, you know, this is what they do for a living. They're survivors. 
they're elite military members. They are tremendous athletes. So they they strap on a like a vest to check their biometrics, make sure that their heart rate and their body temperature is good. And then they let them friggin' they drop them onto a mountaintop in Alaska with a limited gear. And it was pretty friggin' cool, man. They're like hour episodes. The one time, the first episode I watched, there's a guy, he's on a surf, he's on a, a paddleboard, he's surfing. Uh, he's an outdoor instructor guy. Um, he's, I don't think he's military, but he like teaches minimalist survival living in the West, Southwest, like Utah. So he's a capable guy. They drop him off in Costa Rica, and he's got to find civilization. And he did, but he got pretty fucked up, bumped, screwed his knee up. So, it's no walk in the park. It's very, very interesting. I really enjoyed it. So, something to take a look at. Dude, you're screwed. It's on Amazon Prime. All right. Love and respect. Have a great day. (laughs)